0: And welcome to another special edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Talking to you, as always, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff, Evan Leepak, Goshen News Sports Reporter. Evan.
1: Also, as always. As always. Evan LePak, sports fail. reporter.
0: Not as always, <laughs> is our guest today, who's on our podcast for the first time <laughs> ever. I want to give him an introduction quickly. Uh, he's an Elkhart County Sports Hall of Fame coach. He won plenty, plenty of basketball games in his time At Northwood High School, primarily from 1993 to 2007. He also had some stints at Penn. We don't count those. And (laughs) Marion. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Dan Gunn is in studio with us today. Dan, how are you today? Hey,
2: good, Austin. You know, and it's a nice day outside. It's above freezing.
0: Right,
1: right. I mean, we
0: are officially, I feel like, moving to spring. No
1: snow on the ground either, which is nice.
0: Right. And it's like the big mounds of snow that have been put, you know, to avoid the snow. Yeah, of course. That's it. But those don't melt till it gets above, like, 70. So. And the
2: high school sectional starting today, and that's the best thing.
0: Right. And that's why we have Dan in here, beat obviously. He beat us to it. That's yeah, what, I that's know. Exactly this, what we're come on, Dan. Us. Let, us, let us be the guys <laughs> here. No. Dan is joining us. He will be giving us an extensive breakdown of the basketball sectionals. We will get to those in a little bit. He can obviously offer some opinions, too. He, he's pretty knowledgeable about the sports world, I would say. Knows a thing or two about basketball. Yes,
1: if we are watching Purdue, Wisconsin tonight. I know. It's a big game. It's
0: so. a big game. Are you a <laughs> Purdue guy or an IU guy?
2: Uh, both. Oh. I pull for both of them. Oh, that's like,
0: fra- like right. frowned upon. I guess you went to Ole Miss, right? So yes, I did. So you know, this isn't you don't really have like an allegiance necessarily. What if Purdue
1: and IU plays each other though
2: next weekend? Who do, you, who do you pull for? I have to keep my mouth shut on that because I have one son-in-law that's a Purdue fan and yeah. two that are IU fans. So I try not to get in the middle, but right. I think that's pretty much going to be a Purdue game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it probably, it's bigger I mean, for Indiana because they're on the bubble. But yeah, Purdue, it's going to be tough, difficult yeah. for them to win that game. So yeah, yeah I
2: think well, Purdue
0: it's... needs it. Like doesn't Purdue doesn't need? Yeah, you needs it more. But yeah, IU beating Purdue earlier this year, I think Purdue is. Yeah, they don't. Motivated. They don't want to get swept, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so should be fun. Sean, Speaking of college basketball teams in the state. Um, we'll, we're going to get to high school stuff here in a little bit. Obviously, Dan, should mention also Dan, very knowledgeable about Northwood. He does the radio broadcasts, uh, color commentator with Ron Bedward and Craig Wallen. on. Uh, depending on which day the, the game is on, it's either on Froggy 102.7 or 95.3 FM. Did I get that right? 95.3? You, you did. Okay, I even wrote it down. I still second-guessed myself. Um, so, Dan has watched all 24 our, uh, 23, excuse me, all 23 Northwood boys basketball games this year in person. Obviously coached the program a long time, knows head coach Aaron Wolf pretty well, I would say. So mm-hmm. yeah. he's going to have some great insights about Northwood, but we got to take care of a couple smaller housekeeping type uh, things before we get through, um, to, before we get to talking to Dan. But again, Dan, feel free to comment. If you have a, an opinion on any of these things, you're like a third host today. Okay. So. <laughs> um, Thank you. We'll start with the, the local college team, not Goshen College. We kind of talked about them last week. Um, <laughs> They're done. They're Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame men's basketball continues to just chug along here. That sounds right.
1: The easy ACC pass. Got to win the games that are in front of you. You got to
0: win the games that are in front of you. They destroyed Georgia Tech 90-56 to 56 on Saturday, and they beat Syracuse by 10 earlier in the week. Um, pretty much every uh, NCAA projection has them as an 8 or a 9 seed right now. Maybe some as a ten seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I don't know. I, I think I wouldn't mind being like a nine or a ten. A, a ten. You'd or rather be a ten seed. Instead ten or, of eight a seven. or a seven. You would rather be a seven or a ten? I feel like right now, like Notre yeah. Dame needs to either play them up a line or like lose badly to someone here and play down a line because the latest ESPN projection has them playing Murray State in an eight-nine game, which they would. I think Murray State would be favored in that game, mm-hmm. and then the winner of that plays Baylor. It's like, man, that is brutal. That, that's a brutal <laughs> start. Like, Baylor just beat Texas last night. Like, I watched them, you know, we watched them together, Evan, and it's like, dang, Baylor looks legit. Like, again, mm-hmm. the defending champs. But, they don't
1: even have their full orchestra of players which either, which is crazy, is what they were saying. Right. So but yeah, I looked at Bracket Matrix this morning, uh, which is a website that has all the predictions of people's brackets, all the bracketologists, and they the average is a ten seed for Notre Dame right now. So it goes as high as an eight, as low as a seven, but they're right in the middle as far as ten seed average. So yeah, they need to keep winning to feel safe, obviously, especially yeah. against the teams they play. The last two games, Florida yeah. State struggling. Even though they beat could Virginia. You, could be a trap game. And then
2: Pittsburgh is really bad. They so. should
0: beat Pittsburgh. But Florida yeah. State on the road could be interesting tomorrow. Uh, Dan, any insights on Notre Dame? Do you, watch, do you watch the Irish at all this year?
2: Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, they've really done a good job uh, passing the ball. And, you know, their outside three-point shooting mm-hmm. has really improved. And I think that that's given them an edge in mm-hmm. some of these games. The Syracuse game, they played very well. Mm-hmm.
1: The consistency yeah. of uh, Dane Goodwin and then the emergence of Blake Wesley having such a big year in his freshman season yes. has been huge right. for them. Right. And the right.
2: real long name, Laskowski. 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 Yeah. 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 And but even... Yeah. That outside shot he's got, he's mm-hmm. been draining those. quarterback
0: Format, yeah. Format Ryan's maybe finding his groove right now. And then down low, Atkinson yeah, they They've got some balance. Like, you know, I was watching the Syracuse game on TV last week the I forgot he was doing the play-by-play, but... You know the guys; they look like a tournament team, and like they do. Like they've got the shooting, they've got the big guy down low, and Wesley's like just an, a creator. He's, you know, kind of like Jaden Ivy Light to an extent right now. I mean, and not that light. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. they're pretty comparable players. Obviously, Ivy's at Purdue is probably going to be a top five, top ten pick maybe in the M- NBA. I'm saying MLB, NBA draft this year, yeah. and Wesley is projected to be a first round pick as well. So you might see two Michigan kids go. You know, first round of the NBA draft this year, and that's pretty, pretty. It's kind of cool for me. Like now, I'm at the point where I've like covered some of these kids. You know, it's like personally, it's like, oh yeah, I watched I watched Northbridge beat Blake Wesley last year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to watch him go to the NBA now potentially. You know, after I watched Carter solstice you know, shut him
1: down a little bit. You know, so I would say that maybe the biggest concern is um, their depth. You yeah. know, they only go six or seven deep rotations. Yeah. You know, so. They haven't really had foul trouble recently. They haven't had any foul trouble. They've right. had bad luck in that department. But uh, if if it, if they get in the NCAA tournament, something like Blake Wesley gets in foul trouble. Prentice Hub, you know, he's a big part. He's not a big scorer necessarily, but he's a big part of the point guard spot. Even down low with Atkinson Jr. I mean, they're missing one key guy, and that could that could spell doom right. in, in an NCAA tournament game. So. Right.
0: The, the 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 depth is an issue, but I think. Um I don't know if, like, Mike Bray, it's almost like he'll take his chances with that, you know. But it's like, even their, even the guys that don't get in the, a lot, you would think, like, J.R. Kineski, Kines, Kinesny. Can Kinesny, never say his name yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched him for three years, four years, can never say his name right. And you would think that he could be a guy that even, you know, even though he's some player play a like, he has a skill set to, like, be an impact kind of guy mm-hmm. off the bench for spurts if they need it, if someone's in foul trouble, you know what I mean, so tall, can shoot the ball, good passer, you know, things like that, so um, I don't think it's a matter of that with them at this point, so we'll see. We will see, so um, you mentioned bad luck, and uh, man, the women's basketball team at Notre Dame ran into some bad luck on Sunday, Louisville couldn't miss a shot, (laughs) and it's 45-4 to or something at one point. Um, Second
1: quarter, yeah. uh,
0: That was, I don't know if you watched any of that, Dan, but. That was ugly. <laughs> Good analysis. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all you needed to say yeah. about that one.
2: You never would have um, dreamed that would happen.
0: Yeah, top 15 matchup. You're excited. Like We were thinking about covering it, and then uh, we, you know, we chose not to, and I guess we made the right Probably decision for, the best, for, we for for our me- collective mental health, I guess, to not cover that one. It yeah. uh,
1: came back and only lost by 22, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did
0: enjoy the uh, the <laughs> press release from Notre Dame afterwards being like, it's a tale of two halves and it's like, well yeah, because Louisville was up forty at halftime, like by yeah. default they couldn't get relay any really any worse. Because yeah. they weren't gonna play their starters the second half. Um so yeah, uh, but you know, they're still comfortably in the tournament. It's just a matter of can they kind of regroup and maybe earn themselves a top sixteen seed and get a get to host a first round, you know, series or game or two at home. Cause That's, right,
1: because right now ESPN they fell to the five seed in the ESPN project, projections. So. Right, so you know they could play Louisville again in the ACC tournament semis because they're the three seed. They, Notre Dame they've gotten blown out twice by the Louisville. Two seed, so.
0: Louisville's been their kryptonite this year because they beat NC State earlier this season, but they've lost to Louisville bad now twice. And this was obviously this Sunday was extremely bad. Mm-hmm. The first time they played was just like a standard blowout of like twenty five. Like this was. This game was not really a 22-point game, you know what I mean? So um, so we'll see how they do. And uh, also, uh, Notre Dame, you mentioned you want to throw out a little baseball love? Baseball started up for them. Quick they're shout they're out. either ranked number third or number 17, depending on which poll you look at right now.
1: That was a very weird
0: um, The, the wide range of, of where <laughs> Notre Dame baseball is ranked in these polls is that it's impressive, to be honest. So, of I mean, course, Notre Dame will acknowledge them in the highest poll, yeah, number three. All press release really say they're ranked number three, but, like, you know, some people think they're 17th. I, go figure.
1: So, But they're 5-1. and one. Yeah. They've scored over 70 runs already in that time frame against, you know, bad competition, but Still, they, they get some Big Ten teams now. They get Michigan State, Illinois, Minnesota. Minnesota. So... We'll see how they match up against those teams.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued. Obviously, they made it to the Super Regional last year, came up one game short of going to the College World Series, and they got a lot of those players back. So and They
1: lost to the eventual national champion, yeah.
0: Mississippi State, yeah. yep. So, so, And they could have easily won that series. They were winning the first game, you know? So, you never know, but... You had the experience. to got a lot of those guys back, so it should be fun to kind should of. Should be
1: at the very least a tournament team, obviously. So you would, you would think probably host again. You would so. think
0: so. <laughs> um, so yeah, Notre Dame. There's your Notre Dame talk. So uh, before we get into the girls' basketball chat, I want to want to quickly mention we had uh, the state swimming meet this past weekend. So I, I forgot that uh, that put them in the rundown. So. It's my it's my fault. I, f- I should have read over the rundown before I <laughs> hit send, said it, approved it. Evan actually put the rundown together this week. So congratulations, Evan. It's my fault. Yeah, you forgot about our swimmers, man. You forgot about <laughs> Cole Stevenson, man. He's an athlete of the week nominee. Come on. He medaled in, he placed in, he didn't medal. He placed in three events at the state meets this past weekend sixth in the breaststroke, uh, 14th in the 200 IM, and then he was on the 13th place uh, 200 IM. Uh, Free the 200-medley relay team, excuse me, at Concord.
1: I'm not taking anything away from that. That was my fault.
0: Derek Angel, <laughs> Ethan Davies, Braden Sollers were a part of that relay team. Congratulations to them. Uh, Northwood uh, uh, Jr. Johan was um, 11th in the 50-yard freestyle. And then Wallace sophomore Nathan uh, Harper, I almost said Crider. There's two Nathans on the team, Nathan Crider Nathan Harper. <laughs> Nathan Harper was 12th in the 100-yard backstroke at State. So, those kids all placed the State meet from our area. Not as successful as the girls were a couple weekends ago, which is, I think, what we expected, uh, you know, coming in anyway. So, But still, good seasons for all of them. I mean, everyone I just listed off um, in terms of, uh, like, the individuals and, and Tommy Brunner, excuse me, also Tommy Brunner Jr. placed uh, 13th in the 500-yard freestyle for Concord and then Ethan Smith, the diver who's senior, sixteenth in diving. So Stevenson, Brunner, Hahn, Harper, and Solars, Solars are coming back next year. So you'd like to think that maybe they can all get back again next year. Stevenson obviously he's a freshman, so he's he's got a lot of room to grow. He he could potentially be a state champion down the line, maybe in the breaststroke. So I'd see that. He's got a lot of time to uh,
1: get to that point. So. Yeah, he's got three What's, more seasons. Surprised me. He's got
0: three more seasons, so you never know. So
1: It's another um, uh, winter sport in the books.
0: I know. We're down to one winter sport, man. How about that? Isn't that crazy?
1: Time flies.
0: When you're having fun, yeah, man. So <laughs> uh, We will put a bow on the girls' basketball season. I know all our, all our teams were done. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to uh, South Bend, Washington, uh, from the area, just destroying... Uh, Silver Creek by 58 points. Dan, you ever seen a state title game be that <laughs> no. lopsided? You've been, you've been around a couple years longer than <laughs> no, us. No, never
2: wow. seen one like that.
0: <laughs> that is probably the most impressive um, state championship game I've, performance I've ever seen. Didn't help that Silver Creek beat them last year, so they had that
2: extra incentive. They were a little more inspired, yeah. 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 <laughs> 95
0: to 50, 95 to,
2: it was thirty.
0: 93 to 35, yeah. 93 to 35, sorry. It's just yep. mind-boggling numbers. Uh, unbelievable they went like on a they went like on a 27 nothing run in the first quarter it's like what it's crazy uh congratulations to them I mean historically great team there obviously so their only losses this year were to like you know really good 4A teams and they randomly lost to Lalamira at the end of the season too but laira is to play obviously IHsa so you are more known for their boys' basketball program than their girls' basketball program, but still has a pretty decent girls' basketball program. They must
1: if they yeah. beat them. <laughs> yeah, or so.
0: Washington was just chilling. They are like, wrestling all their players somehow. Uh, it was the last game of the regular season for them. But possible. I don't think – I know they only have, like, nine players on the roster. So, Washington, congratulations to them. But uh, we came out with our all-area girls' basketball teams from our schools that we cover – Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided to give some special shout outs uh, to some specifically some players. We gave we uh, congratulations to Fairfield Junior Bria Garber for winning our player of the year. Uh, had a, a fantastic season. Obviously, you know, leading the uh, Falcons to the semi state game. Uh, no easy feat, of course. Uh, averaged almost 16 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals, one block a game. Uh, she was just named. Uh, to the like junior All-State team basically today, um, along with another one of our All-Area players was a senior All-State, uh, Julia Montala. So congratulations to both of them. Um, this year, along with doing our Player of the Year and our main story, we also tried to spotlight Her- Montala as our most approved player and Zoe Willems, a sophomore from Bethany Christian, as most kind important. of our most important player. because yeah. um, we, Like I said in our story, we tried to Tried to pick one as player of the year, and it was kind of hard to just pick one because all three of them were great in their own ways this year. I mean, Willems averaged 19 points and 10 rebounds, like a double-double. I don't care what level you're playing at. That's it's impressive. And Montala, she averaged six more points a game this year than she did last year, still averaged four rebounds and assists and a steal a game. So she was a great player. You know, obviously Garber was great. Um, Everyone on our first team, everyone on all of our teams were great. Obviously, which is why they were all area. So, uh, but those three obviously were just a little bit above the rest. So, um, we had coach of the year as well. And Brody Garber. It's might be the. I don't think. I don't know if it's the. It's not definitely not the first um, father uh, child duo to win it for us. (laughs) Because Rob Rob Yoder and Charlie Yoder won it a couple years ago for Westview for us. Um, Obviously, Charlie was great. Rob was great too. So. 2019 season when they went to semi-state. Or, not sorry, they went to the regional final. But, uh, yeah. So, congratulations, Brody and Bria Garber winning the top honors. Um,
1: It was a great coaching job.
0: It was. I mean, they they had more adversity than I think we maybe realized. Obviously, the Brooke Sanchez injury was the most noticeable thing, but they also had some depth depth injuries Mm -hmm. throughout the season that, you know, some of the smaller well, bench players, that, you know, could affect your team too, because then they got to get the starters out for longer minutes. So, right. uh, the fact that they got to the semi-state took care of a really good uh, Andrena team in the regional final. You know, it's and they were pretty one much point dominated a, them. I mean, they yeah.
1: held them to twenty-two points yeah. after Andrena just beat an undefeated team.
0: Dan looked like he had a point to make. I don't know. He's no,
2: nah, I'm up. just listening. Uh, he
0: sat up. He was like, I was like, I'm oh like, oh, Dan's gonna say something. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's be silent. Um, I wish we had a video of that. It's like I could justify it. Yeah, because you said. <laughs> yeah, it was like Dan's going to – he looked like he was going to say something. Um, but, yeah, so um, do you do you want to uh, read off the All-Area team or do you just want to let people go online? Click on our links. Pay us, please. pay make, help, help fill our salaries if you go.
1: Well, obviously, Garber, Mansell, and Willems made our first team. We also had Jasmine Smith, senior from West Noble, and Peyton Hartsoe, junior from Lakeland, make it. hmm Smith averaged 17.1 points per game, almost seven rebounds per game, and two steals per game. And
0: she was playing on one leg in the sectional that West Noble won. I mean, she she could have easily been the most important player too. I mean, they they would Mackenzie maybe was good for them as well. She was on our third team, but you know that Jasmine was really really good this year for them. So mm-hmm. the only reason why they won that sectional pretty much was because she got to play and she was effective even on one leg. So
1: right, yeah. And then Hartzell was a anchor for Lakeland, 14 points huh. per game, almost five rebounds per game, mm-hmm. and two and a half assists per game.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, it's that's good first team, I would say. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a good first team? Yeah. Second team uh, for us, Aliyah Hershberger from Concord, Bailey Willard, Fairfield, Kyra Hill, Goshen, Faith Real, Lakeland, Eva Fisher from Northridge, all uh, that was an alphabetical order by school, by the way. That was a no order uh, of skill level. Uh, we were not going to rank. We kind of ranked the top three, so we couldn't list those in non-alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So, But then our uh, third team was Brooke Sanchez from Fairfield. Colleen Miller from Northridge. Jocelyn Edwards, Northwood. Claire Payne, also from Northwood, had a really nice freshman year. And then Mackenzie, maybe, like I said, from West Noble made it. Uh, shout out, honorable mentions, Kennedy White from C. Hope Bortner from Westview also had nice seasons, and I'll give Mariah Tolstis a shout out. She came back from injury. Bethany Christian sophomore, and they went from a four and nine record to eleven and twelve. So her impact on that last month was uh, obviously very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, made them a much better, more complete team. So there you go. It's your all area team. So put a nice bow, figurative, and, figurative
1: bow on our girls' basketball teams. Yep, end season.
0: Yep. Um, we had some coaching news from today before we came on this podcast. Uh, Matt Carpenter, Wawa Sea Girls basketball coach, is stepping down after six seasons. 52 and 80 in those six years. They went 11 and 12 this past season. Uh, heartbreaking loss in the sectional to Tippecanoe Valley. Mm,
1: a game uh, they, they were up probably should have won.
0: 16 yeah. or 18 <laughs> or whatever at third quarter and uh, lost a lead. Vikings came back and won that game. Uh, he's going to stay as a teacher at Wawasee and uh, he's still, like, an assistant athletic director in the spring. Like, he helps out with Brent Doty and things like that. Um, so, he's still very much involved, but I think he, uh, you know, must just, just wants to take a break from coaching. He's been doing it for six years as a head coach, but I think I spread he was been in coaching for, like, 15, 16 years now. So uh, you know, kind of a long tenure, long ish tenure, not as long as Dan, obviously in coaching, but you know, Hey, you want to take some time. I'm sure you want to take, some, there's been times where you, I'm sure you want to take a break, Dan, after 10, 15, 20 years where it, it, it starts probably piling up a little bit, I would guess.
2: Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot that you deal with during those seasons. And it's always nice, you know, when it's all done for the year, mm-hmm. especially if things work out like you want them to. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's something that you deal with. And, you know, if, if you enjoy coaching and you love the game, uh, that's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And obviously, I mean, he's still you know, a relatively young guy, so he could he could still come back in the future potentially somewhere as an assistant or maybe another head coaching position opens up. You never know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and they, they're graduating five seniors this year. Like, I'm sure that played a factor too. You know, it's, it's going to be a young team next year and – you know, it's a I'm sure. It's a lot harder to coach those types of teams than the ones that are five seniors on it in your starting lineup. So you know, um, I'm sure Dan. Dan shaking his head. So I'm going <laughs> to. Yes, be, gonna that's gonna very true. You actually <laughs> probably do more coaching in the years where you're struggling than when you are like winning all the time. You know, and it, to an, to a, to an extent, I would guess.
2: Well, I think you're always coaching the best that you can. Right. But uh, you know good players make smart coaches (laughs) and players with experience generally are better than those that haven't Mm -hmm. uh, played as much.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure Aaron Wolf isn't sweating it as much when he can just be like, Hey Cade, take the ball and, you know, make a layup or something. And Brenner could probably do that. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's a little easier to coach when you're just like, give the ball to Cade Brenner, let him do something or give the ball to Ian Ross. He'll do something, you know? So, um, and then also this right before we came on, uh, you're truly with the exclusive, uh, Kyle Hembry. Did you tweet it? I did. Breaking news! I even put the all caps "breaking" in the tweet. That's how you know it's a big deal. Uh, Kyle Hembry, Northridge swimming and uh, head coach, is uh, stepping down. Five seasons. It'll be official at the school board meeting Tuesday night here, uh, but he wanted to let me know in advance, so I talked to him a little bit. Um, there will be a formal press release and everything about the news later this afternoon. After it's official at their school board meeting, but uh, GoshenNews.com will have that story up, you know, before then. So not to not to brag, but you know, <laughs> we're, uh, so yeah, five seasons. Uh, his first year, they were the girls' team finished second at state, which is basically like winning the state championship. given Carmels one thirty six in a row in girls swimming, so they basically won the twenty eighteen state championship. It's
1: pretty much an unfair feat. Unfair feat. Fight fight. Unfair, unfair fight. And unfair is it's a great feat, it's but it's also feat. unfair <laughs> yes. because of all the numbers they have. Yes. So
0: um so he won coach of the year that year, uh, in the girls swimming world obviously. And they had great finishes. Uh, they were fifth, I believe, in twenty nineteen, uh, fourth in twenty twenty, and then uh, last year they were eleventh, this year they were twelfth. So still great finishes or excuse me, they were they're not twelfth this year, they were eighth, ninth. They're top ten again this year. So, Wawasee was 12th. i got to make sure I fixed that before I publish my story on So That's a good call. It's a small thing. I got it confused in my head over Northridge, and uh, Wawasee finished this year. So, uh, you know, obviously pretty five good seasons. Boys team was also solid, too. Had some good swimmers. Uh, made it to state. You know, had guys pick it to state every year. Not as much team production, but still, they were still getting guys there. So... And uh, he just said he wanted to spend more time with his family, which you know, understand that. So he's got three kids. One of them was a freshman swimmer this year. So he's like, it's a 13-hour day what I do right now, teaching and then coaching. Man, it's a lot, and I just. Don't wanna don't wanna do that as much anymore. At least so. he gets
1: the weekends off sometimes yeah. when, when there's not a meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now
0: he's uh now he's thirty thirty five years old, so again he's still pretty young.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, very
0: <laughs> Dan, Dan agrees. Uh, Dan's uh seventy, uh, 70 years 70, old. Seventy yes. yeah. So so yeah, he's uh he's looking forward to spending some more time, I think, with his family. So and I've always enjoyed my interactions with Kyle. He's a nice guy. I've spent, you know, three or four seasons now covering them, so no issues with that and I respect uh, you know. Good luck to his future I'm sure we'll see him at swim meets. If his son decides to keep on swimming, I'm sure we'll see him at some uh some events as well. So
1: Alright.
0: So yeah. Uh we kinda talked about March Madness a little bit with Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. And
0: and Baylor. And we talked about Baylor a little bit and uh so every everyone lost this past weekend. Pretty fair, awesome. Fair. Pretty awesome. Uh, top six teams all lost. Gonzaga still stayed number one.
1: Uh, I'm just trying. I'm just. It's about the prep. It's about. It's officially March. It is. We're turning the page towards where we're looking at the NCAA it is March tournament. It's 2022. The best time of the year.
0: The brackets come out in 12, 11 days.
1: Selection Sunday is one of my favorite days. days of the year. To be honest, yeah. so. Well. Whether my team's in it or not, they're in the bubble right now.
0: Well, I can guarantee you Dan and I's collegiate uh, affiliations are not going to be in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. We actually might be playing each other in the 12-13 versus 13 seed of the SEC tournament at this rate, so
1: Ole Miss and Missouri. So. we got to ask Dan if he fills out a bracket. You fill out a bracket, Dan? Oh, yeah, every year. Multiple or just one? Are you a one-bracket person? Just, just one. A sheet of integrity. Okay. I respect <laughs> it.
2: But this year is going to be, oh, my gosh, flip a mm-hmm. coin. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I might do that this year. I might just flip a coin. I always feel so smart when I'm filling it out. I'm like, "This upset's definitely gonna hit. <laughs> gonna have a, this is the year." And then I end up doing horrible. I uh, it's just always how it goes.
0: I contradicted myself last year. I was like, "No Big Twelve teams or no Big Ten team is gonna make the Final Four. And then I filled up my bracket and I put Ohio State in the championship game, <laughs> and then they lost to Oral Roberts in the first round. And I was like, "I should have listened to myself.
1: <laughs> like, I didn't even listen to myself." Um, and yeah, that was pretty bad. So. Uh, There's uh, some first and second round games in Indianapolis. Or, more, if, and, yeah. If Purdue's there, you're gonna you're gonna make the trip down there, Dan.
2: No, probably not. <laughs> no, I nope. mean, I don't know if you'll be able to get in or not.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I this, mean, it seems like they're doing full capacity, right? I think we're yeah. back to like normal. But yeah, as far as like Purdue fans, it's probably gonna be oh, it'll full be packed. It'll packed be a pretty ticket. Yeah. 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 Well, they, well,
0: they were in the Sweet 16. Uh, Elite eight and that was in Louisville a couple years ago when they had that crazy those crazy games against Tennessee and Virginia, mm-hmm. like back to back that Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight when they made that run. And the gym was like, you know, ninety percent, you know, black and gold. So it was pretty impressive to look at. We almost I almost went down to the Elite Eight game with one of my friends and we decided not to. And that was the Virginia game. It went to like double overtime and Carson Edwards like couldn't miss. It was absurd. Now nah, I regret not going. So. Yeah, I would regret it, too. <laughs> kind of regret not going. Um, but those tickets were expensive. They were like two, $300, you know.
1: Not so. worth it if you're not a fan of the team. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, not, neither of us were Purdue fans. We just were living in Indiana. <laughs> we could mm-hmm. drive to Louisville in a couple hours, you know. So, um, yeah, dude, March Madness is going to be awesome this year. feels pretty wide open, you know. We
1: Maybe. Always, sometimes we always say that, but I feel especially this yeah. year. Yeah,
2: no, like...
0: It does feel yeah. like because like even like last year it was like Gonzaga right was undefeated and they're like obviously the favorite like you think about Kentucky when they were undefeated going to the tournament a couple of years ago it felt like they were gonna just roll with it and then obviously they lost in the final four to mm-hmm. Wisconsin Notre Dame almost beat them in the Elite Eight that year as well um, so there are some years where it just feels like man like who's gonna beat Kentucky or who's gonna beat Duke or who's gonna beat whomever but this year it's like. Arizona. I know they lost to Colorado, but still Arizona, Gonzaga, like even maybe UCLA still has like a little bit in them. Like I know they've struggled a little bit, right? You know, uh, Baylor
1: looks great. Plenty of SEC teams like Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas is playing really well. Arkansas is
0: hot right now. Illinois, Ohio State, Purdue. I mean. So who knows,
1: man? It's crazy.
0: Michigan State maybe is figuring it out, you know,
1: like. Do you have a favorite, Dan? Are you going to say Purdue? <laughs> yeah, i was
2: going to stick with Purdue right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see them really do well.
0: It would be cool, I think, for them to make a run, like a real run, you know, because traditionally, obviously, IU in the state has – I mean, Purdue's great too. Not like Purdue doesn't have tradition, but IU's the one with all the national championships, right? So it would be kind of mm-hmm. cool to see Purdue make a run and kind of get one, you know? right they're not the little guy that's going to insult some people like just calling them the little guy but they're kind of a smaller brother to IU historically not recently not this year not recently Purdue's beaten them a lot more times than not the last 10 years so should be fun so Dan you a baseball guy oh you played baseball in high school you a big MLB fan
2: oh I like to watch a baseball game and I've been a big Cubs fan Good. my dad was and his father was and you know, the last couple of years, it's not been real good. But.
0: Hey, we'll always have 2016, man. <laughs> yeah. We'll always have 2016.
2: Yeah, well, the GOAT didn't uh, get us that year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: he, he, he spared us that one, one season. So, baseball feels like they're maybe moving towards having a season right now. Like, I would say 24 hours ago, it felt pretty dead in the water that they were going to get a deal done, and now all of a sudden it feels like they might trend towards uh, saving the regular season. So. Or the, most of it. The whole regular season, at least. had discussions
1: for 16 hours yesterday, which is incredible. <laughs> oh. Do you
0: imagine talking about anything for 16 hours in a row? <laughs> it, was just like, it
1: was just back and forth session. They had like 12 or 13 sessions yeah, or something. a lot of breaks. It was insane. Yeah. Imagine covering that. There's literally reporters just outside the whole time, just like mm-hmm. reporting people walking in and out of buildings. <laughs> like, that's how exciting is that? Wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I,
0: I'm, I, I'm a lot more optimistic... Today than I was yesterday that this might actually, they might actually play a full season. But honestly, I'm at the point like, I think I was talking to some some other friends about this where it's like, the Cubs are going to sink this year. So like, this was like 2016. I'd be a little more heartbroken. Like trying to
1: go see the Rays and Cubs play. I know. I know.
0: He's a he's a Tampa (laughs) he's a Tampa fan. So So, Florida native. So I've never been to Wrigley Field either. so the Rays are they're, they're supposed to come to Wrigley in April. So if, if it gets they cancel the first month, obviously it's not going to happen. happen. Uh, so so that
2: would
1: be
0: unfortunate. <laughs> we went to raise White Sox last year, but obviously Wrigley is a very special... It is. It's a yeah. it's just an historic, so, it's a federal landmark. It's
2: a neat area, too.
0: Yeah, Wrigleyville is awesome.
2: Walk around outside. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: what I've heard. Especially in 45 degrees in April, so... It's <laughs> <laughs> so, better than
1: teens in single digits. Yeah,
0: so... Uh yeah I'm hoping I'm hoping get the season playing I mean let's just let's just play it fingers you know? crossed so okay basketball high school boys basketball the reason why we brought Dan in here and made him sit 33 minutes before we talk about what we actually brought him in for <laughs> high school boys basketball tournament Dan uh, we're, we'll we'll kind of cover the Friday games as we're talking about the sectionals so you know it's all kind of like looped into one obviously you were there Friday night. North would beat Elkhart, fifty-six to thirty-eight, I believe was the final score Correct. of that one. I've seen it written fifty-four thirty-six in other places. And I'm like, no, I think it was fifty-six thirty-eight. So I, I trust our reporter Steve Crow to get that right. So, Do you? Um, <laughs> Dan, for those who, for some reason, you know, are listening to this podcast and don't know who you are, if you want to give a little like bio blast on, uh, I know I kind of ran down the litany of accomplishments earlier, but you know. <laughs>
2: I don't know what I'd tell them except that uh, I'm somebody that really enjoys going to the games right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I coached for 39 years and uh, I just enjoy watching high school kids play. And this has been an exceptional year for Northwood Mm -hmm. and fun team to watch play. And uh, Coach Aaron Wolf really has done an incredible job in his time at Northwood 250 wins almost uh, 17 a year since he's been there and that's really great
0: it's an impressive run it's a really yes. an impressive run so uh he's he's done a good job there obviously and uh you know i remember a couple years ago when he got to 200 and i was like oh it's kind of cool so uh you won by the way 239 at northwood so right we, he passed you in 18 seasons so he passed you this past year yeah so.
2: well northwood was kind of struggling when i came back but mm-hmm. uh you know, got him going, and and I thought uh, year in year out we were very competitive, and mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun there.
0: So, so you made it easy for Aaron, basically. Well, no, not easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did all the hard work. It's never easy. Yeah, <laughs> you did all the hard work, and you made it easier for him when he stepped in in '08. So, um, so yeah, where do you where do you want to start? You, so, you you obviously your last season coaching was 2007. And those, that Northwood team in a semi-state run lost to Plymouth in the uh, semi-state championship game at Warsaw. Um, I'm guessing there are some great moments that stick out, but you coached so many years. What are maybe some of those more memorable uh, moments for you at, uh, in coaching? A uh, lot to pick from, I'm guessing. So. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, uh, had three sectional championships at Penn, and, we, don't, we don't count those, remember? Yeah. <laughs> we don't count those. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but those were really good wins for Penn too. And then uh, you know, at Northwood, uh the ninety five sectional championship, you know, we didn't have class basketball at that time. Right. And uh boy just was something to see how that uh got everything really going in the right direction for us and Andy Hershey, he just had a lot to do with that. Went on, played at Butler, and and uh, just a really great individual. But uh, that's the one thing about coaching at Northwood. I really had a lot of really good kids, and they stay in touch with me, and it's fun to hear from them.
0: Mhm. So obviously, you've many years, like we said, a lot of wins and stuff. So uh, you you know how to, you know what it's like to win in March. So I, I before we focus on this year's sectionals, I just going to ask one more question because we got to ask. I think everyone that comes on here has been a part of both. Are you in favor of the single class or the multi-class basketball? Hmm. Which
2: I've always been in favor of the single class, right? And uh, I just thought that you know, at one time, if when it was single class, if you were a smaller school and you won the sectional. Everybody in town could tell you who played on the team, mm-hmm. what year they won, and, and everything about it. Uh, you know, I think it's nice that they kind of spread the wealth around with the class basketball and letting uh, teams play for the state tournament, mm-hmm. so to speak. But uh, one class was just a really neat thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You're probably in favor of the uh, blind draw as well, then. I'm assuming. <laughs> do you like the blind draw? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always a good. Uh, <laughs> That's the biggest one against me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do
0: it. Every other state I know seeds things. It's just uh, I. I like. I'm. I'm fine with everyone getting in. I know some states limit who makes the playoffs. I know in Illinois for football at least for sure. I'm, I'm from Illinois originally, so high school football you got to qualify for the state tournament. There's also way more schools in mm-hmm. Illinois than there are. In Indiana, which I think plays a factor, but I, I like everyone getting in, like, I'm fine with that. Um, I just feel like you should be rewarded for your regular season. We were talking about this before we came in, but you know, that, that sectional over at Mishawaka Marion, John Glenn is the number one team in 3A right now. Best season in program history, they're 22 and 1, and their reward is getting to play, stop in Washington in a first round game. Who's also a really talented team that beat Northwood by 23 this year, and then mm-hmm. if they win that, they got to play Mishawaka Marion in the semifinal. Who's like also very good, right? Like play St. Joe, or no St. Joe? Sorry, St. Joe. Mishawaka Marion is up top, and they get to play either Clay or Jimtown. You know, it just yeah. worked. You know, it's yeah. I I misspoke there about the the bracket. That's up. okay. I was getting really excited. <laughs> I wanted to really prove my point that they got jipped by this bracket. But point is, that they shouldn't. I feel like they've earned the right to not have to play on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they've earned the right to play Friday against the winner of like St. Joe or Jimtown. You know, and then Clay plays like whomever, like Mishawaka Marion or or whatever. In this you know whatever. So whatever, just my person. Whatever. No. whatever, it's whatever.
1: Everyone can make it, but it should be like seated. You That's know, my thing. the bracket should be set up to where the anyway, best teams are getting the buys. And anyway, they're not the let's not
0: get riled up. Austin got riled up about the... Pro- uh, I just spoke in the third person. I'm
1: not riled up. I was just I got riled back. up
0: about the blind draw with the girls bracket. <laughs> so let's uh, let's shift our attention to uh, this uh, section on Northwoods and maybe focus on Northwood first. Evan, you you wrote the questions. You might as well ask one of them, you know. Yeah. That's you're... my transition to you asking a question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you have, you have the bracket there with you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, when you look at that Wawasee sectional, Dan, I just want to ask what, what kind of sticks out to you first when you look at that?
2: <clears throat> well, I thought Wawasee got a, a very good draw mm-hmm. playing Lakeland. Yeah. And uh, that's Friday night, and they'll go right to the finals from there. Of course, they have to win, but yeah. I don't think that'll be too difficult for them at this time. And it's at Wawasee, mm-hmm. and that really makes a difference. And, and uh, you know, West Noble and Tippy Valley... Are two teams that are very similar in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and uh, that's who Northwood's going to play. The winner of that game, yep. so Northwood did get the bye there, and uh, the, of course uh, they're going to play on Friday night. So I thought the draw was really neat there for this tournament.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and Wallaces—they're uh, kind of—I don't know if they're—I don't know if it's figuring things out right now, but. They won their last two games of the season. They beat Sippy pl- Valley. Yeah, and they've played everybody tough this year. You know what I mean? Like they gave Northwood a heck of a game in January. They gave West Noble the only game they really didn't give anyone was West Noble. When West Noble blew them out, it was like third game of the season. Mm-hmm. When they North, West Noble had like a twenty-three to three second quarter. Other than that, like Wabash has been kind of playing everybody well. Um, you mentioned the home court, Dan. You've coached in the postseason with home court. Like, how much is that? matter like how much you really think does that play a difference for a team like
2: that well i think that it really matters a lot because it's someplace they're used to going every day mm-hmm. and you shoot in that gym every day and uh you know there's no bus ride uh, mm-hmm. and right. it's a pretty normal day for you uh so and, uh, and i don't know how this works, but this is just a coach's point of view. Now, this will get some people riled up. For <laughs> I think officiating sometimes favors the home <laughs> team and uh, may not be intentional, but uh, after this much time watching, well, I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Wawasee is a very good team right now. You know, West Noble beat them early, mm-hmm. but uh, now they control the game very well with their ball handling, they're good free throw shooters, and they got some outside three point shooters that are very good. So it's going to be a test of uh, those teams that are playing to win that game.
1: And if uh, Tippy if West Noble gets past Tippy Valley, just wondering your mindset as far as the potential matchup between Northwood and West Noble.
2: Well, that'll be a good ball game. It was the first time around. Mm-hmm. West Noble's got some size inside, and, and uh, some shooters. Uh, and I think that a lot of it depends on, of course, like the college game we were talking about, mm-hmm. the three-point line. Right. I mean, uh, teams today rely on that. Uh, Northwood's got a lot of success lately driving the basketball. Brenner has done a good job. They put a lot of pressure on him uh, shooting the outside shot, and he's taking the ball of the basket and, mm. and done a good job that way. But uh, you know, it still comes down to if you can have three or four people on your team that's uh, hitting those threes outside; those mount up so fast, it really gives you quite an edge. Mm-hmm,
0: right, right. West Noble, West Noble's coming in with a lot of confidence. They've won five in a row. You know, a couple of those games maybe not the best quality, but they. They beat up Goshen, who's been a solid team for most of this year. And they they took it to them, uh one by nineteen last week over over uh the Red Hawks. So, you know, and that obviously West Oval, I think, is motivated. Last year they played Northwood in that sectional final. It was kinda like the first real night game week we had like full gyms back. It felt like a full gym in there. I don't think they technically were a full gym, but
1: it's a good crowd.
0: Yeah, sure. it was a pretty good crowd. Loud. It was at West Oble. They were charged up, no pun intended, but maybe hmm. some pun intended there. Um, and they're obviously motivated to get back and beat a Northwood team. And, you know, Austin Kripe's a sensational point guard, and Cade Brenner is, too. I mean, watching those two go against each other again on potentially on Friday night would be a lot of fun because those are two guys that can go off, you know, for 20, 30 points in a game pretty, pretty easily. So it's they can. It, yeah. They both fun.
2: both teams play good defense.
0: Yeah, um, you obviously seen Northwood more than us this year. I mean, we've covered Northwood a ton, of course, as well. But you've you've been there for every game. So I'm just curious for you. You know, they're coming in ranked top five in three A. A lot of expectations. They've been number one for multiple weeks this year. Um, won the NLC outright. You know, undefeated, which was awesome. What? what makes them so dangerous right now like how, what what's going to maybe help them as they try to make a deep postseason run and get back to a semi-state or even a state championship game
2: well they have a deep bench they have eight or nine players that they play and and it's kind of been a four minute rotation mm-hmm. that they have and uh, coach wolf's done a good job preparing him for uh, you know the tournament and future games in the tournament uh, a lot of uh, Players have uh, that ability to take the ball and go to the basket to shoot well, and they've gotten time in games where it's been uh, very tough. And I think that that's what makes players better.
0: Mhm. I think that regional that regional final run last year is going to greatly help them. You know, your best players were all back from that last year. Was motivation too. Right, and obviously we were all there in Newcastle. Uh, last year when we thought they had won the game and then they hadn't won the game. So, you yeah. know, I think, you know, there's motivation. I, I've never really seen a guy take over like how Brenner did in that postseason run at times where he just, he kind of alpha-ed it, you know what I mean? Like he took the ball, he's like, I'm making the plays and let's go. And as a sophomore, that's rare to see that. And now yeah. he's a junior dude yeah. too, so.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and Northwood is uh, shooting 48% from the field, uh, on two-pointers and they're shooting 37% on three-pointers, which is very good. Mm-hmm. And they're about 70% from the free-throw line. Yeah. Uh, so they've been consistent in those areas and uh, uh, I think that uh, they have good size. in Roche 6'5, and his little brother Tyler, (laughs)
0: little, air quote, (laughs) 6'7. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, he's a freshman. We'll call him younger brother, not (laughs) little brother. (laughs) He's definitely not little, he's younger brother. (laughs) And
2: uh, you know, Aaron's had two or three players that have had some illnesses too, Mm -hmm. and uh, they've missed some games. And now that everybody's back, why I think that uh, they feel better about. Where they're at right now. Yeah, and twenty-two and two for the year. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, fully healthy, and they're only two losses. Bloomington South or Bloomington North? Uh, sorry, the right. Christmas tournament. He's got Bloomington s- South. South. I was right the first time. I'm yeah. like, why am I? Why am I doubting myself? <laughs> I don't know. Um, in the in a Christmas tournament down at Richmond, and then South. You see, we talked about South by yeah. Washington two weeks ago. Beat them by twenty-three. And then the Washington girls were like, "We're gonna do you one better and beat Garrett by 35 in the regional or semi-state, sorry." So it was a good day for Washington. Um, I
1: think that was an anomaly, you know. Yeah, I as think far it as was Northwoods too. Northwoods lost to South Bend Washington. Well,
0: Cade Brenner shot like two of 16 in that game. You right. Know, like, I, he didn't, didn't do that. He's game. not gonna do that again. I think so. It'd be pretty impossible. That's well, the I hope only not. way, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: That's the only way I see them losing in the sectional. The only team standing Northwoods way is Northwood. You know, if they don't play well, right? Then, that, then someone could trip I, them up. I just think I think
2: <laughs> that's very good.
1: I, yeah, I think I think West Noble. If
0: Austin Kreipe plays at an elite level, they could give Northwood a, a really good game. I I don't know if they're going to beat them, but they I wouldn't be totally stunned by it either. That's just my my opinion. We're all allowed to have our opinion. I still obviously Northwood is still the favorite. There's no doubt in my mind. Like that's. If you're not – it's like if you're doing Northwood versus the field, I'm probably still going to take Northwood. Mm-hmm. But don't – I'm not going to say it because Ethan will help me if I say it. But <laughs> keep an eye out for West Noble. <laughs> keep an eye out for West Noble. And Wawasee is, is maybe figuring it out. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they're going to give – whoever makes that final, Wawasee will give them a game. I think they're going to beat Lakeland. Lake Lakeland's kind of struggling. They've had players sick uh 5-17 this year. Wallace, I think we'll beat them on their home court and and then get to that final on Saturday night. So, that's, well,
2: that's big, why everybody needs to go to the game. Yeah. And watch because they <laughs> they are exciting at this time of the year. You never know. Yeah. What's going to happen.
0: And you know if it's you know if it's Wallace Northwood Saturday night, it's going to be a raucous environment. That's going to be a fun game. Wallace mm-hmm. fans will show up, Northwood fans travel everywhere. It's a good sized gym, too. Yeah, right. It's going to be a pretty packed environment, so um so that's, that's our 3A1, sectional 21. Uh, that starts tonight, Tuesday night, with Boston, uh, West Elbow and Tippy Valley. Should be a fun game there. Um, yeah, Wallace-Lakeland, Northwood gets the winner in the second game Friday. Saturday, the championship game is 7.30 p.m. So we have two finals on Saturday at 7.30 and two at 7. Uh, one of them at 7 o'clock is the 4A, sectional 4 at the Historic and Venerable Northside Gym. you got to make sure to include both Historic and and venerable when saying the title of the Northside gym. Um, this is a loaded sectional, five teams over 500, and the host, Elkhart Lions, are technically the uh, projected winner against Concord, according to John Harrell's website today. So wow. Elkhart by four points is John Harrell's website. Um, Good luck. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, you've obviously, with Broadcasting Northwood, you saw them play teams like Concord, Northridge, Goshen um, at different times of the year, too. So, Northridge, you saw them play Northridge kind of earlier. Northridge gave Northwood a good game, but since then, Northridge has kind of gone on a run. Goshen was still a 9-2 and team when – or 9-3 and team when Northwood played them. Obviously, they've struggled a little bit down the stretch. Northwood's best game this year was probably against Warsaw, which yes. Brenner was unbelievable that night. They shot the ball well. Um, when you're kind of looking at that section, which one of those teams – Penn's obviously the favorite on paper. I say obviously a lot, but Penn is the fa- favorite on paper. <laughs> but which one of those teams are those, that group you think could maybe make some noise in that sectional?
2: Well, I don't think you can overlook Concord. Yeah. I mean, that's a team that came on later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've got some good players too. But uh, that's uh, going to be a good sectional, like it always has been.
0: Yeah. it's Every year it's been, like, pretty competitive start to finish, uh feels like. In Concord, you know, Evan, you were there Friday night. They pretty much played the whole game without Malachi Emmons because of foul trouble. And they were, once he came back in late, they were able to figure it out and win. But, um,. Yeah. When he's playing, when Edmonds and Koltukian are playing well, man, they are tough. They are a
1: tough team to beat. So, yeah, Koltukian led the team, obviously, down low. Could have had a lot more. He had 16, but he could have had a lot more. He was like four of 13 from the free throw line. (laughs) Yeah. So, So well, that
2: that really is important now. A lot of close games, it's at the free throw line. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to hit those. So,.
0: Hack a, Kultu- hack a yeah, not like really. hack a shack, you know. <laughs> like pretty much going to hack coltukian until we can't. Uh,
2: yeah, Malika is
1: the type of guy that can, you know, be big in sexual environment. Like he can take and, over, and create for himself.
0: Former Elkhart player, you know, going back into Northside gym. Maybe gets uh, some motivation to beat his former team. Got to stay out of foul trouble though. So that's, yeah, you know, that's, he picked foul up trouble. his
1: fourth foul midway through the third. Yeah, it's not going to do it in sexual play.
0: Uh, Northridge, I think, is like a sneaky team here, yeah I agree. How much do you value momentum going into the tournament? I've seen it go both ways, right? Like Maybe like a microcosm of the girls this year for us. Bethany Christian went into Mo- February riding a ton of momentum. They lose their first game right without a shoot to Fremont. Opposite end, West Noble girls struggled all pretty much the whole season, but really down the stretch without their best player, they get into the sectional, they win two games, they're sectional champs. So I guess for you as a coach, when you're playing well, like Northridge, who's won, I believe, 9 of 10, 10 of 11 to get to this point, how much how much do you value that momentum going into this, this tournament?
2: Well, that means that their players believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's important, especially when you get in close ball games at this time of the year. You know, players got to believe in what you're doing. And if you've had that kind of success – then I think that you're tougher to beat. And uh, I think that Northridge is a team that we've watched get better over the year, too. Yeah. And uh, I just – they have good quickness. And uh, it's a nice team to watch play.
0: Yeah. Credit to Scott Radiker for getting those guys. They've kind of done this every year since he's been there. Uh, where the, the start wasn't as bad in prior years as this year at three and nine, but they always kind of start slow, and then they just figure it out, it feels like, you know, you, and all of a sudden here they are, 13-10 and 10 with a bye. And granted, now if they, they're going to get Penn or Warsaw, so it's a tough yeah. semifinal matchup, especially with Marcus Burton for Penn. such a sensational player this year, averaging almost 27 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. I mean, he's, he's going to be a junior All-State player. There's no doubt about that. Um, but you know, what, but you know, Northridge again with a bye like Penn and Warsaw, you think they're going to probably beat up on each other a little bit in this first game. They might be a little tired, a little uh, worn down after a big emotional game to start yeah. the sectional, and Northridge could be right there potentially to you know give them a game. I mean, Northridge took Penn to overtime this year. Uh, they struggled against Warsaw, but again, that overtime loss to Penn kind of flipped Northridge's season. They lost that game to go to three and nine, and since then. Their only loss was to a good Columbia City team.
1: By five, yeah. Yeah.
0: So momentum's interesting. So and then Goshen gets a bye for the first time since twenty twelve. How about that? Did you ever get a did you ever feel like you were cursed by the blind draw gods ever, Dan? Like we just played a couple years in a row where it's like, man, why are we not getting the bye?
2: You know? So. No, I just <laughs> was ready to go whenever we got there. I I think that uh, you look at this the regular season, and then the tournament season. You play two seasons. You spend the first one getting ready for the second one. Mm-hmm. And whoever they throw at you, you just got to be ready to get get it done.
0: Mm-hmm. Goshen-Concord could be an interesting game in that semifinal if it gets there. And Elkhart, too. I mean, Go- Goshen beat up Concord pretty soundly earlier this year. That was when they were improved to 9-1, and it was like, okay, Goshen, like
1: –
2: yeah.
0: Legit, like, could be legit, and obviously Goshen has struggled since then. Concord's played better. Uh, when Goshen beat Elkhart early in the season two, it was kind of like that. Elkhart struggling this year, of course, but at 6-16, six and 16, but I don't know. It's hard to, like, fully pick against them. It's like a weird mental thing almost because it's at Northside and, you know, they won the sectional last year. Maybe they weren't supposed to win the sectional last year. I'm not saying they're going to win it this year, but, like, <laughs> like I, I Dan loves Concord, but I, I think they could be and Elkhart could beat them tonight potentially. Oh yeah, I, I, it's a it's a toss up. That whole bottom half is a toss up, and it feels like in the top half, like Penn Warsaw could be could be close. Northridge, I mean, the whole thing feels like I was gonna say the whole thing is a toss up this year. That that four a one, we've been saying that for weeks, months now. Like looking at that bracket, looking at the teams in that sectional. You know, throw a dart at the board, and like I'd be confident you could talk me to them
1: winning it. You know, pretty much. So, can you talk? Can I talk you into a Goshen Northridge sectional championship? <laughs> you you can do whatever you want, man. I can see it. I'll I could, listen. I can see it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's a hard time. I mean, if Penn gets past Warsaw, it's hard to pick against them at that point. Yeah, to it, be the
0: winner of the first game of the sectional might. Is the favorite to win it from here on out? Like whoever wins Penn Warsaw is the favorite to win the sectional. So, because Penn beat Warsaw this year, but Warsaw didn't play Jackson Gold that game. So Gold, their best player, leading scorer was out. Um, They kind of was precautionary reasons for injury, and the Penn only won by twelve. So if you're gonna play by that by that metric, like gonna be a close game tonight. So.
1: At the Historic and Venerable.
0: Historic and Venerable. Northside Gym. Uh, in Elkhart. So, uh, yeah. So, we have a couple of a couple other sectionals we focus on. The one that I thought was maybe the best draw of the four was sectional 35 over at Westview. It sets up nicely to where the semifinal matchups should should involve the top four teams in the sectional. And it should be one versus four and two versus three, basically. Uh, if you're going to go by that kind of like metric. Um, Dan, this is a sectional. I'm sure you've been in some where you get a couple of these top-ranked teams in the state or class in your area. I mean, Central Noble, number three, Eastside, number two. Um, When you go into a sectional like that, if you're a team who's not one of the ranked teams, I guess, like how do you try to attack that and – You know, try to that mental hurdle almost of like a ranked team like that high like that in Central Noble and Eastside.
2: Well, and a lot of times it comes from your schedule, Mm -hmm. you know, how tough it is and who you play. But that doesn't cover all the bases uh, a lot of times. So I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times teams look for that challenge to get to play one of those teams. And, uh, you know, it was just like we were talking about earlier. Uh, before they had class basketball, you know, you uh, would take smaller schools or schools that don't sound like they're capable of beating somebody, and here we go. Man, it always starts that way. That's what makes the sectional and the whole tournament as exciting as it is.
0: Yeah. It's like Hoosiers. So yes. I, watched, I watched that the <laughs> other night for the first yeah. time in a while. So, um, yeah, this sets up. I mean, Churubusco is the defending sectional champ, but uh, they probably, probably won't, won't be after tonight. Be back to back. Yeah. <laughs> so. I wonder
2: why they'd have Hoosiers on TV at this time of the year. No, yeah, <laughs> That's weird, right? Coincidentally, right? Oh, wow. March, Indiana yes. <laughs>
0: basketball, perfect time. Perfect time. Gene Hackman apparently hated the movie. So there, you, uh, when they were filming it, I watched a YouTube video afterwards. I was like, I am gonna watch Hoosier stuff, and then Gene Hackman didn't like the movie apparently. When they were filming it, and obviously it turned into an all-time classic yeah. sports movie, so <laughs> go figure. So he probably um, likes it now. Yeah, uh, I believe uh, the only team that you would have maybe seen from this sectional this year would have been uh, Fairfield. Well, they played Westview too early, uh, but Fairfield they played Fairfield and Westview both in December, I believe. Northwood did. Uh, Fairfield man, that's an incredible turnaround. Last year they were two and two and whatever, two and twenty, I think. Mm-hmm. Officially, this year fourteen and eight. Um, people are down there are really excited. Derek Heinen, he's our age, evidentized age, <laughs> coaching basketball, head coach. Um, what have you seen maybe from them? I mean, when you watched them play against Northwood, I mean, they, they kept it relatively close, if I'm remembering correctly, before yep. it kind of got out of hand late. So.
2: 66-44 right. was the final. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, you could tell that they had players on the floor that didn't have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. But those players... You know, uh, if you stay with them, they continue to improve. Yeah. And that's the reason why, you know, the wins and losses early in the year, you know, those can flip-flop pretty quickly. The mm-hmm. yeah, teams get better. So, uh, Fairfield's got a, a decent team now.
0: Yeah. They, they're they 0-3 combined against Central Mobile and Eastside, but there were three pretty close games against those teams. So, you know, they're going to be in it. I think they're going to be able to take care of Bremen. Uh, to start it. But um and I, I don't know. I Westview against Eastside. I I know Westview's been struggling this year, but I just think there's something about going against Ed Bentley, man. Like at the home court, <laughs> like former coach, like the Ed Bentley bull. Yeah, I mean I don't know. There's just something about it I think. Um I don't know if you ever got to experience anything like that, Dan. Like were you were you had a team against a former coach or something like you know when like did you ever go against Penn because you, you 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 had so much time in between Penn and Northwood that you probably didn't have any like
2: we played Penn yeah every year while I was at Northwood but you know you look at Coach Rhodes now yeah and that's where uh, what he's doing yeah you know he's playing Penn and in the sectional so yeah it's always kind of interesting you know a lot about the team that you. Uh, Aren't there for now?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So exactly. I'm assuming that's a good thing.
2: Well, on the for coach Well I'm sure the coach at uh, you know Warsaw probably Al knows him better than the rest of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, Matt Moore, yes. yeah. I mean, that's makes it. That's what makes it fun if we get these kind of like guys who are assistant family coaches. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I look, Central Noble is going to beat Chirbasko tonight. I don't think anyone's denying that. Um, but Fairfield bremen and West east side games are going to be interesting on Wednesday. Prairie Heights gets Central Noble Friday night, and then you get that those two Wednesday games playing each other Friday night championship 7:30 on Saturday. Um, feels like that's going to be like all all three or four of our all four of our you know minus maybe one or two games in them feel very competitive and like every game's going to be close like Pretty much the only ones I think they're going to be blowouts are Central Noble Busco and then Fremont over Hamilton tonight in the 1A sectional 51 over at Fremont. Like, but every other game could easily be within with single digits. You know, yeah. it, that's it's pretty exciting. You, you, that's what you want, right? In March, you want these games to be close and exciting, and then the matter. And obviously, not all of them will be. There will be blowouts. It's you know inevitable. And it's going to happen. But on paper. It's exciting to go into it being like, oh, this could be really competitive. There's like three or four teams in each sectional where you're like, man, they can give them each other a good game. You know, we talked right. about that with Northwood. Like, West Oble could give them fits. Wallace C could potentially give them a tough one. I mean, Tippy Valley played Northwood close, too. If Tippy Valley gets past West Oble, they could give Northwood another tough game. You never know. It makes March fun. So, uh, and then we, we kind of hit on it that sectional 51, Fremont. We'll beat Hamilton by like 70 tonight. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Bethany Christian just played ha- Fremont to the, in the semifinal or in the regular season finale. Lost 38 35 in overtime set Friday night. Um, Dan, I'm, I'm curious about you. So, when you play a team so late in the regular season and then you got to turn right around and play them in the sectional, how does that? Is that a benefit, like advantage, disadvantage? Like who does that favor, the team that won, I, the team that lost? Like,
2: I think it's a disadvantage. Yeah. I do. I think that, uh, you know, the team that you just beat uh, often, you know, can go back and work on things t- to make it a little bit better for them. And, you know, when you just beat them, I don't know what you would do to improve that uh, thinking of your team. But uh, that's always interesting when that occurs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something that's rare. A lot of teams don't want to play somebody that's going to be in their sectional that late.
0: Right. Yeah, you don't mind you don't mind playing them in early February, probably. But right. like, the last game, like, Wawasee played Tippie Valley, you know, right. on Friday. They could have easily drawn each other on Tuesday, you know. So they yeah. did that but, last year. Wawasee played... Tippy Valley on the Friday and then they played on the Tuesday in the sectional last year so right. it's very strange um, Elkhart Christian Academy they were at one point 12 and 4 and they've lost six in a row going into the sectional but they get LPC, uh, Lakewood Park who's 4 and 18 on Friday so it feels like ECA you saw them against Northwood and maybe not a fair fight this year I mean that game has been close sometimes but this year obviously Northwood is playing at a higher level than most teams in the state so that game wasn't as much of a fair fight as it... Uh, no, it wasn't. That <laughs> <So. laughs> was
2: not good, but a lot of the Northwood players got to play quite a bit. Yeah. And I thought that that kind of hurt Northwood the next night mm-hmm. when they played Washington. Yeah. So uh, it's always kind of interesting how that works.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe the only thing helping Fremont in terms of like you know they beat Bethany yes but it was on a buzzer beater three that went into overtime so the game was pretty even i'm sure Fremont feels like they're going to have things they want to work
1: on yeah. they didn't
0: like decisively beat him if they beat him by like 10 or there's not
1: going to be a lot of confidence there right obviously it's,
0: right so and obviously Bethany Christian knows they can hang with a team like Fremont who is the favorite to win this on paper they're the defending sectional champs as well so um this whole week is fun. Do you miss it, Dan? Do you sometimes wish you were on the sideline right now, like getting ready for for another week of sectional games?
2: I enjoy going and watching the game, but as far as coaching at seventy years old, no, I'm <laughs> I'm not missing that part.
0: You're not. You're not like Al Rhodes, Want to come back for another?
2: Couple no, of years, no. No, that's you know, it's a young man's game, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of interesting how all that works, but. Uh, you know, you got family now and grandkids, and a lot of time that uh, you should spend with your family.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Were you were you pretty confident in two thousand and seven? Like that was the right time, obviously, because yeah, I don't you haven't come back and coached since then. So,
2: well, I coached five years in Michigan after that. Oh, did you really? At Edwardsburg. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, there yeah. my hole. So <laughs> well, I
0: just stopped looking at it. I only look at his Indiana stuff. Well, so. you,
2: you know, my wife said, What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Started. But at, we yeah. had a good time.
0: Yeah. So. Well, Dan, I think that's uh, that covers everything. That's a good
1: program too in Michigan, right? Edwards. Yeah, dude. Edwardsburg's like a been solid. Solid program.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Their girls team this year has been really good. I yeah. know I know this because one of our freelance photographers takes all their photos. So he's an Edwardsburg graduate, I think. And their football team made some runs to uh, oh, state yeah. championship a couple years ago. Got and some great people yeah. there too. Yeah, so uh, do you have else for Dan Evan before we kind of wrap this up? I mean we've spent an extensive interview yeah. an extensive podcast episode we almost an hour and ten minutes that's
1: extensive. It's been fun though. it's been great been been having you on Dan to be yeah. able to talk about this stuff It's been well, cool. thank
2: you. I have enjoyed it and your wealth of knowledge is incredible <laughs>
0: we do uh, well, we do a good job that. looking stuff up We're we got lucky we got people around us that are smart so um Dan. Always an honor. Thank you for so much for coming on the podcast. It uh, was a very enjoyable time talking to you and getting to you know, hear more your history. And I don't know if did I mention this already. He struck out twenty two guys in one game. As he a baseball mentioned you player. liked baseball. Yeah, I don't know if you said I you, forgot you did it I, I forgot part. the reason why I mentioned the baseball. Mostly was because this guy holds the record. He struck out twenty two players in one game in a seven inning game. It's, an almo- it's almost impossible. You have to have a drop third strike. <laughs> He's tied with two other people in state history. I'm going to pull it up. Thank you, Steve Krah, our freelancer who knows everything about baseball in the state, for helping us out with this. Um, hold on. We're pulling it up. This is a dramatic pause. Dramatic Uh pause. Tim, Tim McKay from Fort Wayne Carroll in 1980 did it. And then uh, Lance Lynn from Brownsburg in 2005. You might have heard of Lance Lynn, uh, current MLB pitcher for the White Sox. Won a World Series with the Cardinals in 2011. Uh, won an won a NL playoff game, actually, in 2011, too. So he was kind of crazy this year, kind of like yelling a lot at the mound, I think. That was kind of his shtick this year. So
1: that was fun. Yeah, I was going to ask, what year, uh, did you get drafted in the Major League Baseball? Because I 22 strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> did you go play pro? We talked.
0: You I did not
2: play pro baseball. I had an offer to go play play in the summer but you're going to North Dakota to play and (laughs) I wasn't going to do that but I had a college basketball scholarship at Ole Miss Mm -hmm. and I played baseball too Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed that
0: shortstop with Archie Manning right
2: yeah shortstop was Archie Manning and he was a good one Yeah, he's a good person.
0: Yeah. Pretty good quarterback, I would say, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so are his sons. <laughs> so are his sons, yeah, and, and his sons yeah. were and really his okay. And his sons were okay. His, his grandsons is, also really good. Yeah, right. he's <laughs> Arch. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Do you, do you, uh, were you friends with Archie? I oh, mean, yeah. You still keep in touch with him?
2: Well, no. It's a little <laughs> it's distant. Been many years. You know, yeah. he's down in New Orleans. hmm Yeah.
0: Didn't know if you were, like, still best friends. Be like, hey, you, uh... <laughs> We want to slide Can we me have, have Archie that. Manning on this? Yeah, I was gonna say you, we want to slide. No, like you know, like, hey, you make a lot of like advertising money now. You know, want to slide like a like a Frito Lay check, you know, my way, you <laughs> yeah. know, something like that. Uh, Dan, again, appreciate your time as always, man. This has been a blast. We love talking basketball, and we thought no no one better in the area right now. To talk boys basketball than than Dan Gunn, who's coached many basketball games, and obviously very close to Northwood, who's been one of the best teams in the state this year. So, Dan, we always appreciate the insight. Thank you very much. Uh, for joining us
2: thank you austin
0: yep well this has been another uh excellent edition of the gosher news sports podcast once again thank you dan for joining us we'll be back next week to recap all of the boys basketball sectional happenings we'll have a lot to talk about obviously at all four spots uh, we're pretty much guaranteed to have a sectional champion from our coverage area at uh, Wawa Seed, unless Tippi Valley plays spoiler. And uh, you never know at those other locations as well with all the talented teams that we have. So we'll be back next week to recap all that and then some. So thank you and see you next week.